0: Welcome to the Emanuel Church Podcast. We believe that Jesus is the Son of God and has called all believers to a higher standard of Christian living. If you'd like to learn and grow while understanding biblical teaching, then you're in the right place. Here is our shepherd, Pastor R.L. White, Sr. We're in the gospel according to John We're on part 53 of Connected. Amen. Part 53 of Connected. Blessings to everyone watching this broadcast all over the world. Pastor White encourages you to not only hear the word of God today, but go back and listen to it. Go back and replay it so you can receive a fresh word during the week. Say amen. Everyone on the planet has the power and the ability to choose to believe in God. And everyone on the planet has the ability to accept Christ as Savior. And before we go out to influence the world, we must first of all start where? At home. And we know, Emmanuel Church, at home doesn't necessarily mean where you live, At home means start with yourself. Before I can go out and influence anybody else, I need to make sure I don't have a two by four in my own eye. Woo, say amen. As influencers, we have the ability to witness, witness, and witness. It's amazing how people can influence you to do all kinds of things, but it's time for the church to influence the world for God. Whatever encounter you have been having recently, and I have hear all the time, Pastor, I've been having some unbelievable encounters. None of our encounters are by chance. And I hope over this past week you had a good encounter with your family. Silence. Silence. <laughs> But whenever you get together, whatever social event you may find yourself in, be open to realize that's an opportunity for you to witness. And you can witness. You don't have to go around talking about the Bible. Listen, you can witness by how you act and how you react. People can see that there's something different about you. In today's lesson, we're going to be looking at chapter 17, verse 25, that contains significant theological implications, and it continues with the high priestly prayer of our Savior, and it shows us a few hours before he was about to leave the world. When you are connected, there is a new level of self-control. Get your arm out. And declared in God's house, say, I have have self-control. You don't have to do everything you want to do because you have self-control. I'm going somewhere today. Self-control is a gift from God. Jesus, here in our text, 2,000 years ago, he's praying about a future that we are blessed to see today his burial, his death, his resurrection that took place 2,000 years ago actually ushered in the church age. It is a blessing to see that since we're living in the church age, we're looking at life through new lenses. It is wonderful how the Holy Spirit, he is opening up our minds, our thoughts, our spirits, And we're beginning to have a clearer understanding of biblical scriptures. And I want to pause right here because last Sunday that was just so amazing as a pastor, as a shepherd, as a teacher to see that people are understanding it. I asked the question last last Sunday, if we celebrated our 101st church anniversary, I got to throw it back in there. And I asked the question, how many of you have grown biblically in one year? And like 99% of hands, they wasn't like this, but they shot up. Say, I am growing. I told you, it is impossible for you to come to church. It's impossible for you to tune in each week. And if your heart is open to receive, God will speak to you. As we continue on our life's journey, we're also on a spiritual journey. And this spiritual journey has to deal with maturity. Christian maturity doesn't happen overnight. It's an ongoing discovery of new things as we seek out the kingdom of God. Look at somebody on both sides of you. Tell them you are growing. TELL TWO PEOPLE, YOU ARE GROWING. IT MAY NOT SEEM LIKE IT, BUT YOU ARE GROWING. AND SINCE WE ARE GROWING AND MATURING, IT IS OUR RESPONSIBILITY TO LET THE WORLD KNOW THAT JESUS IS THE ONLY MEDIATOR BETWEEN HEAVEN AND EARTH. AND I'M GOING TO SAY THIS PUBLICLY. I HOPE YOU DON'T MIND THIS, BROTHER FRED. I'M NOT TRYING TO PUT YOU ON BLAST, BUT I AM PUTTING YOU ON BLAST. For you to stand up here publicly and say what you just said, that says something about your maturity. Because Muhammad cannot get you into heaven. Some of y'all Christians scared. Jesus is the only way to get to the Father. All the real Christians say amen. We are growing and maturing. And we know that every promise in the Bible is true. Put your hand on yourself. Oh, I love saying this. Repeat after Pastor. I am included in every promise in God's Word. So remind yourself God has not forgotten about you. I am included. And if something's not happening as fast as you would like it to, there has to be a reason. Oh, we're going to get there today. We have been exploring the past several months that no matter what kind of chaos is taking place all over the world, and one thing all of us can agree on, there's a lot of chaos. Raise your hand. I don't talk like this normally, but I'll say it today. There's a lot of crazy stuff going on all over the world. But one thing we know, despite everything that's going on, God always has a plan. If you're saved, that ought to make you glad. Not glad on the outside, glad on the inside. Lord, I'm not going to pay too much attention to this because I know you always. His plans to do us good. I'll, I'll make it personal. His plans to do me good and not to harm me. We have been exploring the word unity. God wants unity in your home. God wants unity in your relationships. God wants harmony with his kingdom. We have a clear understanding that we now have, get your hands up, say, I have transferred glory. I have transferred glory. I'd love, and see, if, if you're really in tune if your spirit is really in tune, you can pick up how Minister Rivers read this morning about God's glory. It's just simply a reminder. Yo, know, the Bible says, when I am weak, He is strong. There's never a time when God is not strong and the strength and the glory that God has, Uh uh-oh, don't forget, God gave the glory to Jesus, and Jesus gave the glory to me. That's why people need to be careful how they treat you. I have, you gotta say it for yourself, Mother Carter, it's just you and me, I have transferred, the glory's not mine, I didn't earn it. I don't deserve it. But his love, his grace, his mercy, his kindness. Come on, say, I have transferred glory. Transferred glory is what helps lead us into spiritual maturity. Spiritual maturity only takes place because we have been sanctified. And we know this here at Emmanuel Church and to all my brothers, pastors, and everyone watching this broadcast, sanctified has nothing to do with you shouting out of your shoes. Sanctified means God has set you apart. He has set you apart for his purposes and not for yours. And I hope everyone's first say I'm sanctified. I'm sanctified. Say, I'm sanctified. I'm sanctified. That's why you shouldn't do what everybody else in the world is doing. I'm sanctified. That's why you shouldn't sound like everybody else sounds like, because I'm sanctified. I shouldn't be cursing on Monday and pretending on Sunday. I'm sanctified. God lives in me. God dwells in me. His spirit is within me. I have been sanctified. I hope everybody's been declaring all week long, my spiritual connection is strong. Why is your spiritual connection strong? Uh Uh-oh, put everything down now. You know why it's strong? Mm, mm, mm. Because I am a gift. Don't you know who you are? Say, I am a gift. And some people call me and say, Pastor, my wife said I got to be nicer because she's a gift. (sighs) I am a gift from God. Stop allowing people to disrespect you because you are a gift. God bless him you don't need any uh, politician telling you you are somebody my identity doesn't come from a politician my identity comes from the one who died for me why you not clapping your hands the one who shed his blood for me the only one who could redeem me from my wicked, sinful ways. Look, at your neighbor say, I'm a gift. In today's scripture, we're going to be looking how Jesus closes out. He's about to close out his high priestly prayer for all believers. Gospel of John, chapter 17. Please find verse 25. Pastors reading from the Amplified Bible. In this particular verse, Jesus is emphasizing the distinction between himself and the world's lack of knowledge of God. Verse 25, look at it carefully. Jesus says, O just and righteous father although the world has not known you and the world has failed to recognize you let me stop here please look at pastor remember this was wrote Jesus said these words over two thousand years ago And just like you said a few minutes ago, minister, this sounds just like today. He says, look at it again. He says, the world has failed to recognize you. And the world has never, look at it, acknowledged you. So the world doesn't know him, the world has failed to recognize him, and the world has never acknowledged you. Look what Jesus said. He says, I have known you continually. And these men, these 11 men that you have entrusted unto me, they understand and they know that you, Father, have sent me. When Jesus prayed a few scriptures ago that they might be sanctified, he called God holy father now he starts this particular verse look at it by calling the father just and righteous please underline that this shows us and it points to the theological understanding that God's divine character he is perfectly just and he is always morally upright Jesus is emphasizing that God's action and his judgments are always in accordance with his word. God will never, ever, ever go against what he said in the Bible. Write it down. If God said it, it is true. We are thankful that He is the just and the righteous one. I'm thankful that God doesn't give me what I deserve. <sighs> Woo, if God gave me what I deserved, I'm telling you, real talk. I know I wouldn't be here. Somebody say, "But you're a preacher, so you are a Christian. If God gave you what you deserve, I don't know if any of us, other than these little babies, deserve to still be here. But look how kind God is. Look how long-suffering, how patient he is with us. Thank you, Lord. Please keep in mind, church, that when Jesus is praying this prayer, remember his eyes are open. His eyes are open, and his disciples are sitting around listening how he's communicating with his father. He continues praying, look at it, although the world has not known you, God is real. And Jesus, who is God, he literally walked the earth, the Bible says, for three and a half years. Jesus is God. And look at the conclusion that Jesus came to. Look at your Bible. Jesus said, The world has not known you. He preached for three and a half years and he still recognized that the world did not even acknowledge God. Oh, I'm going to get into something today. The world has become so ignorant of God's presence because Satan and his demonic forces have successfully blinded the masses. How's everybody blind? When you do whatever you want to do, that is the spirit of the Antichrist. And the church needs to continue waking up, getting people prepared, letting them realize what's coming in a few days. Listen. Jesus said, can't you see the sign of the times? Wars and rumors of wars, earthquakes, people doing all kind of ungodly stuff. What was once considered righteous and holy is now considered wrong. Some people have a form of religion. And I want to say this publicly, just because you have a religion doesn't mean you're saved. Pastor, I know how to pray. I have tradition. I know what they do at this church. I know what the Methodist church does. I I know what the uh, Presbyterians do. I know. Listen, it's not about a form of religion, it's about having a relationship with the Creator. And when you have a relationship with our Heavenly Father, you also have a relationship with His Son. And when you really understand Jesus, you understand the gift that he gave us by sending the Holy Spirit. So when you talk about having a relationship, you're really having a relationship with God the Father, Christ the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And I'm not going to allow anyone to cause me to cut off my connection with my heavenly God is speaking today. And some people hold on to the traditions thinking they have a form of religion, and that's not true. God is not near some of these buildings, especially not the God of the Bible. Whenever you're kicking, uh oh, crying and screaming over anyone whose name is not Jesus. Mm. I know that's tough. Pastor, I just went to the concert. Like I said, I know that's tough. Oh, some. <laughs> Jesus is the only one who's worthy of all praise. But Stevie Wonder is coming here next week. What is Stevie Wonder going to do for you? Amen. Nothing. If you dressed up, got your girlfriend and your boyfriends together, got all dressed up, went out, bought you a new outfit. Oh, I know I'm stepping on toes now. Yeah. Bought you a new outfit, went all out to hear Stevie Wonder. Thousands of people. And my family been correcting me. The Sprint Center or T-Mobile? T-Mobile. So you go to T-Mobile and thousands of people are in the T-Mobile Center and Stevie Wonder comes out and he's playing the piano and everybody's screaming and hollering and you done spent $300 that night and Stevie Wonder doesn't even know your name. I know some of y'all hear me. I'm saying it in a roundabout way. God has called the church to a higher standard of Christian The God of this world says, if it feels good, do it. But just because something feels good doesn't mean it's right for you. You cannot walk in sin and in disobedience and expect to have the blessings of God flow in your life. You you can't treat people like dogs until you want something. And expect to have the blessings of God flow in your life. Jesus said be kind to one another. Tender hearted. Pray for one another. Encourage one another. Why you always got to try to tear somebody down? It's time to start building. You don't have to point out a person's faults all the time. Why don't you try to point out something good? All that has to do with our spiritual maturity and development. Jesus acknowledges, look at your Bible, that the world has not known God. Yes, they do. I'm going to get to it in a few minutes. The world has not known God. And it's not that God has not revealed himself because he has. God has revealed himself in creation every time you look outside. And you see the trash. You see, you see the trees blowing. You see the leaves on the trees. You see the fall is turning. You see, we just experienced snow. Man can't do that. Man's trying to, but God created the seasons, not Mother Nature. Last time I checked, God didn't have a mother. God has tried to make himself known since the beginning of time through his creation. And then when man can't see God through his creation, he sent the prophets. And I told you when people wouldn't listen to the prophets, he sent messengers. And when people wouldn't listen to messengers, he sent angels. People still wouldn't even listen to angels. So who else did he send? He sent Jesus. And don't you know people still didn't want to listen to him because they had a form of religion but did not know the true and the living God. The world does not know the Father. Look at it. The world doesn't know the Father. The world has many lords and gods. But only our Lord Jesus Christ is the true And the living God. And we who are faith walkers. How many faith walkers in the house? Look at your neighbor and say, I'm a faith walker. No, see, some of y'all trying to play. Some of the stuff I've been through. uh, Mother Strickland, some of the stuff I've been through. I had to walk by faith. I didn't have a choice. Because I knew if I stepped out on faith, God would be there to meet me. Some of y'all need to realize you ain't made it on your own. It was God all the time carrying you. Why don't you give him praise if you know he did it for you? Come on, say, I know it was God. Come on, say, I know it was God. As faith walkers, we're learning each day that our spiritual connection is our most important connection. And some people may not understand this next statement I'm getting ready to make, but please hear me if you don't hear anything I've ever said ever. please hear this statement: "Just like I need air to breathe. nobody on planet Earth unless you got an oxygen mask. just like you need." air you can't survive without air do you understand that you got to grow to the point don't preach my sermon if you to me listen minister rivers taking your job just like i need air need need i And see, that's how the devil has tricked people in the world, making you think you can do it without God, but you can't. You will mess it up every other time. God gets it right every time. (laughs) Please write it down if you can say this. Say, I need God. Where do you need him, Pastor? I need him in my relationships. I need him when the doctor gives me a challenging report. I need him when my children are acting wayward. I need him when I get unexpected bills. I need him when things come up I didn't expect. I'm not going to throw my hands up. I'm going. If I throw them up, I'm only throwing them up to surrender to him, and not to the devil. Somebody holler! I need God, and I need him. Every day. We live in a crazy time Where anything can happen But when you know you got God You know you got the spirit inside of you No weapon Formed against me Shall be able to prosper Because I know What I'm included in I know what God has promised Come on, raise your hand and say, Lord, I need you. you. Every day. day. It's called a daily walk. And that's the issue of part-time Christians. Part-time Christians just want to walk every once in a while. I'm done. You got to make up your mind. I'm going all the way with you, Lord. I've come too far. Mother Watkins, I said, I've come too far. You just don't know my story. I've come too far. I cannot. I will not. I refuse to turn around now. COVID couldn't stop me. The government couldn't stop me. Demons can't stop me. Uh Uh-oh, I'm going to get bold. Satan cannot stop me. I have the greatest power. The Holy Spirit living, dwelling, encamped. Give God praise in the house. Come on, I'm serious. Say, Lord, I need you that's the issue with the world the world tells you you can do it yourself but you can't why do you think you keep failing because you're trying to do it on your own when you acknowledge God when you repent when you repent when you repent God has forgiven you he'll reach down Isn't he a loving God? I said, isn't he a loving God? Thank you, Lord. Look at your Bible. This is real talk. And remember, Jesus Jesus knows this and Jesus can say this because he actually walked the earth. He walked the earth. See, remember, he walked the earth for 30 years before he started preaching. So he has a first-hand account that people had no regard for God. This is not something he heard. This is something he saw with his own eyes. He says the world has failed to recognize you. And maturing Christians, you got to grow to the point for yourself. you got to put yourself in a position to where you say, Lord, I'm not going to fail to recognize you. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to recognize you wherever I go Say amen somebody amen. in whatever I do So therefore I'm not even going to put myself in a position for you to fail me Some people put themselves in the hole The devil's not even digging the hole you digging it yourself by allowing the enemy to break that connection I'm not going back to how I used to live. Any witnesses in the house? What you gonna walk the floors worrying for? That's old school. Oh, Lord, you know, I gotta walk the floors and pray all night. No, I don't. God's not hard of hearing. The Bible says he can hear a whisper. The Bible says that my God is so awesome, he even knows my thoughts. Why would you not want to serve a God like that? Wow. You can read your thoughts. <laughs> Side note: This is a joke. There was a movie with Mel Gibson a few years ago. Um, what women want. And he, some of y'all laughing. Let me see your hand. Then they made a movie. What men want. Whereas this person could read, Brother Van, you can read your wife's mind. I'm putting him on the spot. There's Brother Van over there. Sister Leatrice, you can read your husband's mind. Imagine, uh-oh, here we go. Imagine, look at the person next to you. Look at the person in your home, in your car. Look at them real good. Imagine if you could read their minds right now. Lord, have mercy. Jesus said the world would not even recognize God. He prays that the world has never, ever even acknowledged you. And he was praying this because he wanted the disciples to know, listen, when I die, when I leave, your work is going to begin. And the work that you're going to be set out to do is not going to be easy. To all the religious people, stop thinking that everything in your life is going to be easy. Because when you turn your life over to God, when you really surrender—no, I mean really surrender—the enemy is going to attack you. But we have learned: be still. Be still. You don't have to freak out. You don't have to fall out. Be still and know that God is in control. Say amen. Jesus says the world has never acknowledged you. And people in the world try to act like they're ignorant of God, but they are not. What you talking about, Pastor? It's, It's funny to me. I was watching television the last couple of days. and It's funny. When something tragic happens, What's the first thing people say? Oh, Lord, whether they're saved or unsaved, Lord, have mercy. And then I heard somebody say, oh, Jesus Christ. I was listening to it. And, and, if, and I, I'm a call on God, and I'm praying for you. If you don't believe in God, who are you praying to? I said, Come on, church. If you don't believe in God, why are you calling out his name? If you don't believe in God, why do you get mad when I pray? If you don't believe in God, why do you get mad when I talk about the Bible? The reason you get mad is because that demon, uh uh-oh, that's inside of you recognizes that this is the word of God, and the word of God is alive in me. And that demon can recognize there's something different about you you don't have junk inside of you you have the word you have the word alive inside get your bible out tap somebody say i've got the word I don't believe in God and all that stuff. then why are you calling on him in any emergency? God is real. Jesus is real. The Holy Spirit, He is real. And this verse is showing us, and it's emphasizing that the demonic state that the world is in. The world hasn't changed. The world rejected God 2,000 years ago and the world is still rejecting God today. People in the world are separated from God because they refuse to believe he exists. People in the world are actually functioning and sitting in darkness not only the disciples but we have our work cut out for us because if you go anywhere you can clearly see there's a lot of darkness i'm seeing things every day i never thought i'd see before but through it all i've learned to trust in jesus i have learned to trust in God. Sin is not fun. Some people say, Pastor, I don't want to be saved because there ain't no fun. Well, sin sure ain't fun because sin leads you one place. Sin separates you from God. And if you stay in sin long enough, ooh, some of y'all shaking your head, if you stay there long enough, you become comfortable living in sin. When you become comfortable living in sin, you find yourself on the other side of the door and don't even know how you got there. But God is calling you out. That's why you're here today. That's why you're tuned in, because your spirit wants more of God, and God is going to fill you up. I said, come on. I said, God is going to fill you up. God is going to, I mean down by your tippy toes, God is going to fill my life up with so many blessings, and joy, and peace, and calmness, and oneness, and harmony. Reach your hand up and say, Lord, I receive it. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Pastor, he going to fill me up? Yes, he's going to fill you up. Here you got out at 20 degree weather, said I'm going to the house of God. Yes, he's going to fill you up. I expect it. Hey! Hey! Jesus knew that the disciples' task Would not be easy. And Jesus knows today, every day you go out, the task is not easy. The world is constantly trying to change the natural order of how God designed things. And that is not right. Whatever the Bible says is true. Just because man and AI or trying to rewrite the bible does not mean it is true every word in this book is called the inspired word of god and i want to break this down please learn this lesson the bible is not about david <laughs> david can't save you but pastor what about joseph and how his brother sold him that's a good story good principle but joseph can't save you Elijah can't save you. Moses can't save you. Noah. Noah left everybody. The only one that can save us, the only one that can deliver, the only one is. Pastor, I'm fighting depression, Jesus. Pastor, I haven't even told my family what I'm facing, Jesus. Pastor, I don't know what else to do. Jesus. And let me make this remark to everyone. Ah, Father, give me the words to say. There come times when you have witnessed and prayed and witnessed and prayed. And people, somebody came to me and said, Pastor, yo, I've done everything you told me to do. I did it all. It ain't nothing changed. The Lord said, don't say nothing else to this person but Jesus. He's the one. I can't answer your prayers. You need Jesus. Jesus was praying this night. Look at your Bible. And he was letting the disciples know that every day is not going to be a cakewalk. There are going to be challenges. There are going to be dark days. That's why he was praying, Father, keep them. Because we must bring light to those who have rebelled against God. How do I bring light by allowing my light to shine? This was not the same in the Old Testament. In the Old Testament, there was no light. God sent all kind of messengers and they were all refused because they did not know God. Jesus, for three and a half years, he told the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the priests and the religious leaders, he, Jesus told them for three and a half years, if you really knew God, you wouldn't be rejecting me. Amen. Jesus went so far as to tell them one time, he says, hey fellas, you know how bad you're treating me? You know how bad you're dogging me? You're not showing characteristics of the kingdom." You're showing characteristics of your father, the devil. Wow. In Noah's day, there was a great flood that wiped out the majority of humanity. Why did God allow the flood? Because of sin. People were not only sinning in the days of Noah, but they were purposely practicing Sinning. Some people today, let me look up at the lights, have become professional sinners. When you tell a lie and don't realize you're even lying, use a professional sinner. Now I'm going to take a survey. How many of you know people, don't look at nobody, look straight ahead, that you know they're lying, and they think they're telling you the truth, but they really lying. Now, turn around and look at all the hands up. You don't want to be a professional sinner. A professional sinner practices not reading the Bible. A professional sinner practices, I'm not going to pray. Pray for what? Don't you know that God hears even the smallest prayer if it's sincerely from your heart? Because listen to me, church, God will hear the sinners pray. How did you get saved? He heard you pray. He will hear a sinner. But he expects you to turn. He expects you to turn. He expects you to. Look at your Bible. Jesus prays, I have known you, Father. I have known you continually. He prays this because he knows the heart of God, because he came from God and he was sent by God. And soon he would be going back to his father. Truly, this verse is showing us that Jesus is one with the Father. Our high priest is in a position that no one has ever been in before. Out of all the heroes of the Bible, no one could ever do what Jesus has done. In contrast to the world's ignorance, Jesus knows the Father better than anyone. That's how he can make that statement. Look at it. I have known you continually. Jesus had uninterrupted fellowship with his father and he knew the day and the time and the hour was building where he was going to have to die and just for a little bit be separated for the first time. In all of time, he was going to be separated from his father. Jesus knows the father better than anyone. I know you wrote this down, but write it down again. How does he know God better than anyone? Well, we know here in this particular book, write down chapter 1, verse 1. John 1 and 1. It proves and shows that Jesus knows the Father better than anyone. In the beginning was the Word. Jesus was with God in the beginning before time was even created. Wow. Jesus knows the Father's mind in everything. And therefore, he prays to his father with total confidence. And I want to say this today. When you truly have a relationship with God, when you really know God for yourself, you can pray with total confidence. I'm telling you, church, and, I want to, and God wants to know how much you really trust him. I have total confidence that I'm in a season that I don't have to fight. This is called interactive service. I said, I'm in a season where I don't have to fight. And see, some of you need to realize a season doesn't just last for three months. Not a spiritual season. God can have this season stretch out as long as he sees fit. That's why I don't try to figure it out because God is already Say, I have confidence in God. God. Say it. Say, "I I have confidence in God. Look at your Bible. Look at what Jesus prays next. He prays. Remember, he's praying. He's not having a conversation. He's praying out loud. And these men understand. And they know that you have sent me. Without a doubt, the Father has sent the Son Church, we have a mission to complete today, and every believer, young and old, rich or poor, we have a mission to complete, and that mission is to tell the world about Jesus. Jesus was about to give his life, and we'll find out next week as he closes out this prayer, everything he had been talking about for three and a half years, it was all getting ready to come to a climax that was going to change human history forever. Stand to your feet. Just like Jesus, his disciples were sanctified and we too have been sanctified. Lift your hands. And as we complete our mission today, we know that God has already equipped us He's already made a way for us. He's already provided for us. And if you're sitting here today or standing here or listening to this broadcast and saying, Pastor, I don't see any difference in my life at all. Repent. Repent of your sins. Repent for the way you've been acting. You weren't raised like this. You know better. God expects better from you. Jesus reveals to us every day how much the Father loves us. And Father, we lift our hands unto you. For truly you are the author and the finisher of our faith. We don't worship and praise anyone above you. Thank you, Father, for keeping us. Thank you, Father, for blessing us. Thank you, Father, for connecting us by sending Jesus. Clap your hands. I know you received the word. Every day we are alive God is revealing himself more and more and you remind your spirit I am connected. Even when you don't feel it, remind your spirit I am connected. Now we haven't done this in a while to the visitors here today join in with us. Everything we go through the good The bad, the challenging, the heartache, whatever we go through in life, it's all necessary to get us to where God wants us to be. God bless you. Love you. Come on, clap your hands. We receive all these blessings. God is taking his church to places we've never seen before. Blessings be upon you in Jesus' name. To everyone watching this broadcast, love you. See you next week. Help me, Emmanuel. Peace. God bless you for listening to this message. It is our prayer that you receive it in Jesus' name. Emmanuel Church is building, changing, and inspiring lives through the power of Jesus Christ.